Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie and I am still your host. In today's episode, I have an interview with Jen Lauren, who is a junior account executive at a PR firm in Manhattan. And it's such a great conversation because she's been in the entertainment industry and she also works now in health and wellness. So she has a really well-rounded background in PR so she can provide really great advice. We talk about networking, we talk about LinkedIn, we talk about going to school. She went to Tulane. So we just talk about so many different things and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. Before we get into that, I want to talk about my personal and professional highlights for the week. So jumping right into my professional, I have started getting a lot more comfortable with LinkedIn this week um, and finding like job alerts and creating job alerts and finding more jobs on LinkedIn. I'm graduating very, very soon, so I need to kind of get my get my stuff together and get it find a job or something to do after I graduate. So I'm just getting a lot more comfortable with finding resources and then connecting with people on LinkedIn to get me my dream job. So that's really exciting. On a personal note, my laptop broke earlier this week, which is so unfortunate. And so I had to mail it to Apple, which is so annoying because then I wouldn't have had a computer for class. So fortunately, my mom sent me her laptop up at school. And my mom has a way nicer laptop than I do. She has like the MacBook Pro with the touch bar. And it's been so nice getting to use her computer. I'm editing on it right now. So it's just really great. And it's kind of just the positive and negative situation um but all of that being said i'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode so keep on listening hey jen how are you i'm good how are you i am good do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself sure i would love to so i'm jen i'm 24 years old i am a junior account executive at a pr agency in new york city I actually, before this agency, I come from a background in music PR. So I was doing personal PR for talent and working on promoting their new albums and tours. But uh, I quickly realized that, you know, while my colleagues were looking into New Music Friday and all the best new music, I was constantly on like Goop and YouTube and all things health and wellness. And I just realized naturally, you know, I want to move out of the entertainment space and more into what my true passion is, which is health, wellness, self-care, all of that. So now I'm at this new agency and I'm able to sort of dabble in all types of lifestyle clients across the board. And it's been exciting and challenging learning more from each client that I'm on instead of just staying focused on one type of client. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love the hustle and bustle of the PR world. So getting so many different clients is so great. Before we get into more of the PR focus questions, we're going to jump right into a hot seat question segment. Okay. um, Just the audience can get to know you. So the first question I have for you is, what would you do if you won the lottery? Hmm. Okay, well, obviously the responsible answer, which is something I definitely would do, is find a financial advisor, figure out, you know, the best plan to invest. But First, I would have to plan an insane trip somewhere, Southeast Asia, Africa, something crazy like that. Take my friends to a villa in Vegas or something. I always, and then like I'd settle down and invest and all that, but I like to splurge on travel. So that's definitely what I would do. 100% and travel is such a great way to splurge your money because you're Mm -hmm. getting an experience out of it. It's not just something you'll use once and never again. 100%. So the other question I want to ask you is, if you had one free hour every day, how would you use it? Hmm. Um, I would probably use it by doing a workout class or a yoga class, but also 
let's be real, sometimes it would be used to watch Love Island, <laughs> if I'm being honest with myself. <laughs> so what is kind of your favorite workout class in New York City? Oh, my favorite question. I, so my favorite was always SLT for the longest time, but I started really loving Rumble. Something about boxing it out in a dark room, same with Box and Flow. Boxing in a dark room just feels so cathartic. It's my, I started getting obsessed with it. Yeah, I really want to try Rumble. I've Fun. been up in school in Binghamton where we don't have anything, but yeah. <laughs> once we are, once I'm home, back on Long Island, back in the city area, very excited to start trying new things again. If they're open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now moving more into the PR communications questions, can you start by sharing where you went to school and what you got a degree in? Yeah, so I went to Tulane University in New Orleans, the best school ever, <laughs> and I got my bachelor's degree in communication, and I had a minor in School of Liberal Arts Management, so that was sort of, instead of going into management at the business school, it was an alternative in the liberal arts school to get management skills in, you know, some of my classes were intro to music business, nonprofit space, it was more, it was just, it was like liberal business, basically. <laughs> That's awesome. It sounds like such an awesome minor. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about going to school in New Orleans and what it was like? I could talk a lot of it about that. <laughs> I could talk about that all day. New Orleans was the, I'm so, so, so eternally grateful that I had the opportunity to go live in New Orleans and somewhere with such a different culture than where I grew up for four years. Truly, I feel like it just expanded my perspective on life in general. I was around a culture that was so unlike where I grew up in New York. I grew up in Long Island. I now live in New York City. So, I mean, other than just some fun trips here and there, I was never really fully immersed in another culture. So that was definitely my favorite part of living in New Orleans. I mean, everywhere you turned, there was a parade. There were little kids making music on the street. It was just such a happy, incredible place to be. And then in terms of the school, Tulane, I will say, I don't think I got, I think it's incredible business school. I don't think my communications major was out of this world in terms of education, to be completely honest. However, the alumni program and the career program there is incredible. And I do not think I'd be where I am today without all the networking opportunities. And I mean, there was someone, his name's Byron Cantro. I love him so much. He was basically like the alumni career guy at our school and he helped us find our jobs. He gave us career advice. We had a career wave, not festival, what's the word? I guess like conference panel where alumni and parents of students who, you know, were in the business force would come and they were in all different areas and different industries and they would come and speak on panels for the students. And there was just such an amazing uh, alumni networking situation there. So I'm forever grateful for that. Yeah, that's so great. Um, when you were in school, did you do any like internships or jobs? Yeah. So sophomore year, well, actually, let's back up. Freshman year, it's very hard to get an internship your freshman year of college. It really, really is. I was cold emailing like everyone. I thought I wanted to be in event planning back then. I ended up getting an event planning internship on Long Island. It was... Uh, I ended up basically just being an assistant. It wasn't very formal. It's hard to get like a really good internship program your freshman year, but 
you know, I think I've just always been a go-getter from the start and I was just cold emailing a million people. I did not want to do, you know, the typical summer camp job. I wanted to really get an internship. So I did that freshman year and then sophomore year, I started taking PR classes as a part of my communications major. And I was intrigued. I think PR is one of those things that you don't really know what it is until you do it or until you study it or look into it. I had no idea what public relations was. What does that mean? So once I actually learned in school, I thought that I would be pretty good at it. And I was like, let's give this a shot. So again, I was cold emailing, but I was also starting to network with alumni on LinkedIn. And I actually got an internship at Kaplow PR, which was an incredible experience. I was on the consumer team. So I got the opportunity to work with clients from Skype to vitamin shop, to blueprint juices, to the children's place, like just across the board, they really treated me as a PR assistant. So I got, you know, a full experience of PR there. It was really great. And then the summer after that, I ended up working at HBO, which was an incredible internship program. I worked in the programming department, but they had an amazing internship program. We had a speaker every single week, which was the head of a different department at HBO. They gave us a whole presentation. They were open to answering questions. It was really incredible. And then from there, after my senior year, I ended up working back in that department at HBO just because I had a really great relationship with them. And I was a temp, but I was just drawn to being back at a PR agency. So I ended up doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, that's so great. So can you talk a little bit about getting your internship at HBO? I think a lot of people think the big companies are so daunting to apply to. So how did you get that role? And I still can't believe I got it, to be honest with you. And I think this is one of my biggest, biggest pieces of advice always. Whenever people come to me and ask for advice, you know, people that are younger than me from my school, I always say, do what you're doing now because they're talking to me and use your alumni network. I like cannot stress that enough. I would not have gotten my job at HBO if I wasn't open to networking with alumni. The every school I'm sure has a different version of some sort of alumni networking and career, um, not department, like a career center. I'm sure like you have one at Binghamton. There's not everyone utilizes them though. So someone's mom, someone who went to Tulane, a student, her mom was the head of a department at HBO. She was in contact with the Tulane Career Center about finding interns and they use their network of students that come to the career center and are actively, you know, learning about networking and all that. And I had expressed that I want an internship in entertainment. And so they referred me, I got an interview and somehow got the job. Um, I mean, I would not have gotten that. I promise you if I wasn't utilizing all of my resources at my college, like I said before, it's not just about the degree. It's about utilizing all resources that come with, attending a university. It is daunting, but I would say don't just cold apply to these big companies. Chances are they're going to pull from their connections for interviews. It's It sucks, but it's true. They have way too many applications coming in. I hope that changes because not everyone is as fortunate enough to have connections or go to a great school with a great career center. However, that's the truth of it, unfortunately. So I would just, if you're applying, my biggest advice, if you're applying 
cold without any connections, I would go on LinkedIn, I would look up, let's say it's HBO, look up HBO, see if you have any mutual connections with people, see if you, if anyone that works there went to your school and just send them an email, say, I just applied. I would love to pick your brain about working at this company or about any advice in the application process. And, you know, nothing bad can come from that except someone ignores you. So I would just utilize LinkedIn to the best of your abilities and talk to everyone you possibly can at that company. A hundred percent. And I think networking and also using your school's career center is so important. I know my freshman year, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, I have this resume, but I don't even know if it's good. I don't know mm-hmm. how to use, I don't know what LinkedIn is. Yeah. I like went to the career center and like I had a crash course. She like fixed my whole resume for me. So now yep. it's good. She like taught me how to use LinkedIn. So I was able to find connections and people yeah. at my school at these big companies. And I think career, the career center is so useful. And I think people don't realize that. It's true. I would not have the resume that I have today if I didn't have these career resources at my school. So I highly, highly encourage that. And also just to throw it in there, I do have a YouTube video all on like the nitty gritty of LinkedIn messaging people in your industry and from, you know, alumni from your school. So if you want like the nitty gritty, I would look up YouTube videos, people's blogs. It's, I mean, there's so much information out there. Yeah, and I will have all of Jen's links down below so you can go check out her channel and her video. So now kind of talking about your job now what is the day-to-day like for you yeah so on the logistical end there's tons of meetings because when you work at an agency you're going to be on a bunch of different teams so you know per client there's a different at least at the agencies i've worked at every single client you're on a different team of people from your agency so you have internal meetings with your internal teams throughout the week and then you also have client meetings usually weekly So if you're working on around five clients, which I would say is pretty much the average you would work on at a time, um, you're going to have, that's 10 meetings a week with just internal, five internal meetings and five client meetings. So lots of meetings. And then on the creative side, lots of brainstorming, lots of pitching and lots of following up. So in terms of pitching, let's say I have a client that is a athleisure brand and I'm trying to pitch to fitness editors to include us in either the roundups of, you know, the best athleisure brand in quarantine, or, you know, more if we want like a full one-off feature all about this one product, and not just to be included in a roundup, that includes a lot of brainstorming because, and a lot of drafting of a pitch because you want them to be able to look at your pitch, have the story idea without them having to think on it, have it all in front of them, you know, pull statistics that support your, your claim or whatever it is. And so it's a lot of writing. There's a lot of writing for press releases, pitching, and then creating a media list. So that is the list of people you're going to send your pitch to. So there's a lot of research that goes into that. There's different databases. Honestly, we look on Twitter for which journalists have used our products before so that it'll catch their eye in their email. So We'll like curate all these different specific media lists and then pitch those outlets. And that is a bulk of what we do. Yeah, I think research is such a big part of PR that people don't realize. I know when I got my first internship, like one of my first days, I spent an entire afternoon working on the media list and it was just something I was not expecting. So I think research is just so 
it's like kind of like one of the unknown parts of PR. Yeah, because it's a waste of time to just go out to a random list of editors that aren't going to give you the time of day. If you take the extra hour or whatever it is to research, you know, specific health and wellness editors or editors that are already using your products or following your Instagram account, those are the people that will actually respond to your email and then you don't have to pitch as many people because you're going to have a smaller targeted list of yeah, people so, who will actually respond. Yeah. For you, what do you think is like the best part of working at an agency? So, I mean, agency life is fun. There's a lot going on. It's fast paced and you get to be creative. So I enjoy my mind being stretched because as opposed to being in-house working on one brand, I'm working on all different types of brands with different missions, different voices, different goals. So I have to switch gears frequently and brainstorm, you know, what's the right campaign for this client? What's the right approach for this client? So I just enjoy those brainstorms and being creative and, you know, feeling like I'm actually being challenged. And then I also love that it's made me more of a people person because it's all about making those connections, building those relationships with editors, producers, and for years to come, even if I don't want to be in PR anymore and I want to pursue, you know, an entrepreneurial part of myself, I will have these connections that, you know, I, I got here and built relationships here and they can help me in any area of my life going forward. So those are definitely my favorite parts of working here. Yeah. So on the contrary, what do you think is like the worst part or your not so favorite part? Honestly, that's easy to answer. I think everyone will tell you, you've probably heard it before. PR is not a nine to five job. And, you know, like we mentioned, I have a YouTube channel. I have other passions. I, you know, it can be, it can suck a lot of energy out of you when you have a big la a product launch or an event, or, you know, there's a really busy week around three of your clients have events and launches and, you know, big weeks ahead of them. And you can be working overtime and even if you're not, it just sucks the energy out of you. You can be working weekends at events. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a reward aspect to that. There definitely is. But I will say sometimes I just wish it didn't take so much out of me when it comes to time and energy. Yeah, for sure. So kind of switching sides and talking a little bit about your YouTube and content creation. Can you talk more about like building that personal brand for yourself and how long you've been working on that? Yeah, so that's my passion project for sure. Well, I guess we'll start with sort of the why behind it. So the why behind putting myself out there, starting a YouTube channel is really because I wanted to show other young women out there that it's, it's a, essentially it's okay to be your true self. I wanted to go on there, be my complete authentic self. And that really just goes back to Lauren Elizabeth. She was always the coolest person ever to me because she didn't care what anyone thought. She spoke about her anxiety, you know, before it was cool. She mm -hmm. spoke about all of her like mental health struggles. And, you know, she probably got made fun of a lot when she was younger because she was doing this during, you know, middle school and high school years where people are just mean. And I didn't have the guts to do that. I was acting and modeling and singing my whole childhood. And once I reached high school, I sort of stopped because you know, for lack of a better term, I wanted to be cool in a sense. And I don't want anyone else to feel like they have to do that. So my channel focuses on self-care, workout reviews in New York City, productivity vlogs. I am absolutely loving it. Every time I'm filming a YouTube video, I just get an adrenaline rush. I feel like my true self. 
I love connecting with people on there. It's really rewarding. Um, I mean, I've been doing it for about a year and a half now. And honestly, I'm not an Instagram girl. I don't, I'm not good at like curating a feed or posing for pictures. It makes me uncomfortable. So I just love that YouTube is, and I post on my stories a lot, but I just love that YouTube is, you know, you're your full authentic self and you're connecting with people in just a real raw way. And I think that's really important. Yeah. Do you think that you've gotten skills from YouTube that you use in your daily job or that you use skills from your daily job in your YouTube channel? For sure. It goes both ways. And like I was mentioning before, the reason I switched to a different agency was because my YouTube channel, I am, for example, I review a lot of workout classes and do a lot of fitness challenges. So I'm very much in the know of like what all the workout classes in New York City are doing. I've been in talks with them about, you know, partnering on a video. So I now have a client that's a workout class in New York City. So I'm able to take all of that knowledge that I have from my YouTube channel and working with studios from there and just naturally, you know, when I'm on Instagram doing things for my personal brand, I'm doing a lot of fitness stuff and looking into other boutique studios. So that completely informs everything that I'm advising my client on that's a workout class because I can say, you know, X, Y, and Z are doing this. You should do this, but in your own way. And it's just, it's so in that sense, hundred percent goes hand in hand. That's why I love working on clients that I'm passionate about because likely I'm using it and promoting it on YouTube already. So it just, it totally goes hand in hand. And then I think my communication skills and PR and building relationships is also helping me in YouTube, just, you know, connecting with people. And also, you know, when you are partnering with brands on a YouTube video, you're likely connecting with a PR contact. So it is cool that like I am a PR contact on the other end. So I sort of know the proper etiquette and I know how it goes in a sense. So it definitely helps me there as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's so great. When I was interning at an agency, I guess two summers ago, we were reaching out to a lot of like New York City influencers for an event and things like that. So it definitely like, for me, it gave me that other perspective of it. So I know now, like, I know what to expect when companies reach out to me and I know kind of the behind the scenes of it and I it think really, it's really helpful it is because people will just really screw themselves over by not you know making those relationships with those pr contacts they don't realize how important it is and they think that they, you know they're the star and you know everyone should cater to them but it's really about a relationship you both need to be happy with what you're getting out of this partnership yeah so we talked about the career center and networking on linkedin a little bit but do you have any other big advice for someone or things that you would recommend someone do in college or like fresh out of college? Well, I think times are definitely changing. And I think what you're doing right now with having a podcast about PR is not everyone's going to be able to do that, but that's also why you're really going to stand out. So I just wanted to say, I think this is incredible that you're doing that, of course. And I think that's really going to be a a factor that's going to make you stand out in the application process. But For anyone else, I just think if you're 100% about PR, which is not common, I was not, I still don't know if I am, you know, like we're still young, who knows what life has in store for us, but if if there's a PR club or a PR minor or a PR major, just having those keywords stand out in your resume are really going to help you, communications, public relations, written skills, like all these keywords in your resume and anything that's in the job description of a job that you really want 
take those standout words, put them in your resume because people are just going to scan your resume. And if they see things that they're looking for, like actual terms, they'll sign you up for an interview. So I think just really getting to know where you're applying and making sure that your application makes that really clear. And like I said before, the biggest thing is networking. So I can't say that enough. Yeah. And I think for me, I was going through tons of networking. I was constantly connecting with people on LinkedIn being like, Hey, let's chat. And then I was just getting so much great advice that I wanted to take it to other people. Mm -hmm. I was sharing it with my friends. I was sharing it with like people on YouTube, but then I was like, why don't I take it further? Like, let's bring the advice from the people to the Yeah. And I will, one more tip is when you do, I mean, obviously, you know, we're not really getting coffee with people right now because of the times, but when you do meet with people, I would make your last question, is there anyone else that you recommend I talk to? Because that, even if they say, oh, I have no one on the top of my head right now, sometimes they will. And that just takes you one step closer to someone who's going to help you and someone that's closer to what you want to do. So it's a snowball effect. The, the closer you get to that, the next thing you know, you're working with, you're networking with someone that is in the exact position you want to be in or someone who's hiring. And I connected with people, you know, my junior and senior year of college, and then they, I stayed in touch and I got a, an interview through them three years later. So it's just so important. It really is. I can't stress it enough. Yeah, I love that. I love that question. It's like such a great final question and it really does continue to expand your network even further Mm -hmm. than you thought your network could be. 100%. Yeah. So kind of to wrap everything up, if you could do your whole college career path over again, is there anything you would do differently? Okay. So my initial thought was no, because I am obsessed with my college experience. It was truly incredible. However, I was trying to take courses in digital media production, which is learning how to edit, learning how to use cameras. And I didn't know why I was so drawn to it at the time, but I just knew that I really wanted to do that. And it was too late. So it was junior year of college and I was trying to get into the course and they were like, sorry, this is reserved for majors and minors. If there's an extra spot, we'll enroll you. They wouldn't let me major or minor because I didn't have enough time to complete all the courses, which is not fair, but so I never got into the courses. I was trying for four semesters in a row. So I wish I had just, you know, freshman year, sophomore year, tuned into my intuition. If you're drawn to something and you don't know why and it doesn't make sense, just take the course, sign up for the minor. You can always drop it. I think I just wish, you know, now that I do YouTube, it's sort of as a full circle moment where I'm like, now I know why I was drawn to that. And I wish I had that background in editing and how to use the camera. Cause although it's, you know, I'm, I'm teaching myself and that's great and all. I paid for an education and I just would have loved to have taken advantage of that. Yeah, I love that. I love the just try it out and see mm-hmm. if it's for you. I know for me, I really wanted to take a bunch of theater classes when I was in um, like my first few years and they're so hard to get into if you're not a major or a yep. minor. So I enrolled myself as a minor, took all the classes there you I go. could take and then dropped the minor. <laughs> Good for you. And obviously if that's going to make you not fulfill another one, you know, be careful. I don't want to go around just saying yeah. like, try 10 minors, but yeah, like find your loophole, try things out. Even if you're like, oh, that won't help me. You know, I'm trying to be a, a finance guy and like you, you know, acting won't help me. In 10 years, you might be over finance and end up becoming an actor. So you really just never know. I didn't think I'd have a YouTube channel and I really would have been able to use those skills. So, you know, you think you have a goal, but we're so young. I could have 10 more careers 
in my lifetime and I just don't know it yet. So really anything, take advantage of those four years in college and take any course and elective that calls you, even if it's not fulfilling a major. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was so great chatting with you. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much for listening to Touching Base PR Edition. I will talk to you guys in the next episode.